You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 183, Barriers to Connecting with Your Kids. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Thanks for tuning in today. As I mentioned in last week's episode on loving your child unconditionally, I'm focusing on the topic of connection all throughout the month of February. And before we get into today's topic, I want to let you know that I'm offering a free three-day workshop called How to Get Your Kids to Cooperate Without Yelling, Threatening, or Punishing. It's one hour a day for three days where I'll do some teaching and then you'll have the opportunity to ask questions and get coached live by me about your specific situation. My goal for that workshop is to give you specific actions that you can do every day after the calls so that by the end of the three days, you notice your kids cooperating more. Now, I'm not promising perfect angels by the end. You know that if I could, I would. But like I said, my goal is that you see a difference in their level of cooperation based on your parenting and the tips I share with you. So mark your calendars. It's going to take place on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern. Doesn't matter if your kids are 2 or 22. This will apply to everybody. And you're going to want to make sure you're on my email list so that you get the Zoom links for that by going to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash subscribe. Okay, so if you're anything like me, connecting with your kids feels effortless when things are going well. When your kids are following your expectations, everyone's in a good mood, and everyone wants to be together. It's all those other times in the day or the week when connection can feel challenging, when they don't cooperate, when they talk back, when you're trying to get that project for work finished by the deadline and your kids keep interrupting, or you just want to relax in peace and quiet and they won't seem to leave you alone. So today I want to identify the barriers that block connection so that you can begin to break down those barriers and pave the way for better relationships. It may seem that the barriers to connection are all circumstances outside your control. For example, you may have trouble connecting with your child who's reluctant to try new experiences. You find his shyness and clinginess irritating and get frustrated constantly trying to reassure him that he's okay. Maybe you can't seem to connect with your highly emotional child who gets angry for no reason and melts down over the most trivial things. Or maybe you're an introvert who's happy to stay at home and read a good book, and your child is an extrovert who always wants to go somewhere or do something outside. Maybe you don't connect with a child who has different interests from you. You really enjoy watching sports, and they couldn't care less. Or they love animals, and you don't. You might think that the reason you feel disconnected is because of your busy schedule. There just isn't enough time to spend together when there's work and school and after-school activities, homework, chores, etc. 
Or you blame the many distractions we have nowadays, the phone, the internet, social media, Netflix, Wordle, as the barriers to connecting with your kids. What I want to offer to you is that the only barriers to connection are your thoughts. All connection starts in your mind with the thoughts you choose to think. When you feel irritated, frustrated, uninterested, resentful, or disapproving, those feelings are coming from the judgmental thoughts in your mind. And please hear me when I say, it's okay that you have those thoughts. You're a human being with a human brain that's designed to judge. The problem is when you don't understand that your feelings of disconnection are coming from your own mind, you'll either try to control your kids to get them to change, which ultimately leads to further disconnection, or you'll blame outside circumstances, which leads to not only feeling disconnected, but powerless too. You follow? If your easily angered child is the reason you feel disconnected, the only way for you to feel connected to her is to make sure she never gets angry. If your lack of common interests is why you feel disconnected, you'll either have to push your interests on your kids or force yourself to enjoy something you don't in order to feel that emotional bond. The distractions of life and your schedule have no bearing on your feeling of connection. You can still feel connected to someone who lives miles away, who you only see once every couple of years. The only reason you ever feel connected or disconnected from your kids is because of what you're thinking. The same is true for feelings towards your spouse, your mother, and your friends. I want to go back to one of the examples I used just a bit ago to illustrate this point. My child gets angry for no reason and melts down over the most trivial things. Is it a thought or a fact? You might think it's a fact, and 10 out of 10 other people might agree, but it's not. It's a thought. Facts can be proven, and there's no proof that your child is angry for no reason. What seems trivial to you isn't trivial to your child. When you think the thought, my child gets angry for no reason and melts down over the most trivial things, how do you feel? My guess is you'd feel irritated, frustrated, helpless, overwhelmed, the opposite of connected, which makes it difficult to respond in a way that will help your child in those moments. My kids are 12 and 16, and they have a lot of inside jokes. They're always laughing, and I have no idea what they're laughing about. So sometimes I'll ask, hey, what's so funny? And they'll say, you won't understand, mom. You won't get it. Or you won't think it's funny. And my initial reaction to this was to feel hurt and left out and rejected. But those feelings were coming from my thoughts, which sounded like, I'm not important to them anymore. They don't care about me. They're being so insensitive. All of those thoughts caused me to feel disconnected from them. And when I'm feeling that way and not aware that I'm creating the feeling, I might react by storming out of the room or making a passive-aggressive remark, which results in me being insensitive to them and communicating that they're not important to me. But when I can take a step back and realize my thoughts cause my feelings, 
I can choose different thoughts about them saying, you won't understand, mom. I can think, they're probably right. I probably won't understand and feel accepting or unbothered. I can think, that's such a typical teen thing to say and feel amused. I can think, I wonder what they think I won't understand and feel curious. The possibilities are endless. The point is that I get to decide what I make their words mean and how I want to feel. Now I want to turn your attention to your thoughts about you. Because oftentimes as moms, we think everyone's needs are more important than mine. It's selfish to put myself first. I have to do it all, causing us to feel resentful, cranky, and impatient. Or we think, I'm doing it wrong. I'm not a good mom. It's all my fault causing us to feel ashamed or guilty. In those moments, we disconnect from ourselves, and in doing so, we disconnect from our kids. This is why becoming aware of your thoughts and the impact they have on you is the most important thing that you can do as a mom, in my opinion. It's the first step to improving your relationships, your mood, your habits, behavior, and results in life. When you focus on you, and consciously choose how to think, feel, and behave as a mom, your kids will feel the difference in your energy. They'll be drawn to it, even mirror it sometimes. And you'll feel empowered knowing that you can create the warm and profound kinds of relationships that you want with them. It takes practice to really become aware of your thoughts. And until you get proficient at it, and even when you are proficient at it, it's so valuable to have a coach who can see things objectively that you can't see because you're so used to seeing things from your perspective. I love the quote that says, you can't read the label from inside the jar and you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So if you want to feel more connected to your kids, to yourself, or in any relationship, awareness is your first step. Start by choosing someone you feel very connected to and write down all of your thoughts about that person. Then choose someone you feel less connected to and write down your thoughts about them. Notice that everything you write are thoughts, not facts. And pay attention to the emotions you feel inside your body when you think them. Just doing this exercise can bring awareness and help you realize the tremendous power of your mind. The feelings of love and affection Intimacy and connection are always available to you. They're just a thought away. That's it for today, Mama. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.